We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Cheneo Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yeah, you heard it there. It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. That gentleman sitting right over there, that's Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. We are back. We took last week off, sort of, for the Thursday night football game. It throws a wrench in the 49ers schedule. It throws a wrench in our schedule. So what we did was we skipped last week, and now we're coming to you on Monday. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some roster news. But first, Chris, I have had the opposite problem of beating the heat. It has been very cold. I think it got down below 40 degrees last night. Not that that's crazy cold, because if there's somebody listening, you know, anywhere east of uh, or north of the Bay Area, they're kind of like, yeah, it gets cold in the winter. That's what happens. But I'm just not prepared or ready for, for temperatures in the 30s. You know what's really nice, though? All the heat we talked about. It finally conceded. It just 
acknowledge that nobody wants it around anymore and uh people want it to to be cooler it's uh, the holidays are almost coming um and so the heat decided hey i'm gonna concede i'm gonna step back and uh and give the people what they want cooler temperatures around uh around the cal around california so shout out to shout out to the heat for for conceding like that very considerate yeah, yeah definitely um <laughs> Definitely. I, I might have to elect to turn my heater on at some point <laughs> here soon. So 49ers. <laughs> Do you want to talk? Let's let's talk about the. Well, can we talk about the real reason we didn't record last week? Yeah, go for it. Nobody wanted to talk about that Packers That's, game, right? Dude, we. OK, look. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk about the Packers game. Nobody wanted to listen to us talk about the Packers game. The Packers game happened because it was on the schedule. No starting player for the 49ers was available for it, it felt like. Um, and it happened about as as we expected it would happen. A Packers blowout, and then the 49ers score some points late. You told the the famed group chat with me, yourself, and uh, Disney cast member Nick Wagner that it was going to be like a preseason game. Yeah. And when you said that, I read it as... Oh yeah, it's gonna yeah because there's gonna be a lot of backups. No, it even from the no fans there to the like strange just like lack of buzz on the internet about it. It just it. I, it I, ended early. It was it was so it was such a bizarre game, and it's pretty rare because for me when I'm when I'm doing game stuff, like and you know, and anybody listening to this podcast who who. who covers the 49ers in in any sense or, or writes about them or does a podcast about them or whatever you know that there's like stuff going on and even in a blowout you're typically you're taking notes and you're doing this it was like there were three minutes left in the second quarter and it was like i wish i could turn this off i didn't because it's it's my job to watch it but i i i have not so quickly mentally checked out of a game in i can't remember when yeah jacoski tart goes down uh, Valdez Scantling gets a 52 yard touchdown. It becomes 21 three. And then you're just like, yeah, like the reason why it felt like a preseason game was that preseason game. There's hype like beforehand. You're excited just because it's football and you might see somebody for a quarter and a half or whatever. Right. The game was over in the second quarter. Just done. There was no urgency in the telecast. Clearly the 49ers were not making a comeback given all the personnel issues they had given that they could not stop Devonte Adams at all. Um, so yeah, it's just, I don't know that there's a whole lot to take from it. We could dive into individual performances, but we're almost a week removed from it now. So, um, it, it, it was what it was and, uh, and we're going to, we're going to move ahead on the schedule. Can I tell you my, can I tell you my turning point of the game? Sure. <laughs> the kickoff. No. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers taking the field. No, it was, it, it was so the Packers go down and they, they cruise down and score easily seven, nothing. Yeah. The 49ers come down, they make it seven, three, they get a stop. And then they're driving again. The 49ers are. And Jamichael hasty gets a first down on a run. They're, they're nearing the red zone holding. Now they've got a second and 16 uh, incomplete pass. Now they're in a third and 16. Justin school gets beat badly by, I believe it was the Darius Smith. And Mullins tries to get it to Jarek McKinnon in the flat. Got rid of it super late. Hit as he throws. Ball floats up. Interception Packers. Um, 
they go down making 14 free game was over at that point yeah. because the 49ers were going to make up a double digit deficit with uh with the receivers they had with justin school playing left tackle and he, he did a fine job last year he did not play well on on thursday night and that's why i think trent williams was the biggest loss of trent williams debo samuel kendrick Bourne, and brandon Ayuk. Uh, yeah. Justin school just didn't have any answers and when your quarterback's constantly under duress you're you're gonna have issues moving the football and, yeah I, I think the 49ers were able to play pretty consistently on offense without their starting tackles for that spell last year because they still did have skill guys like they still had their starting quarterback their running back group was banged up but way more intact than it is right now um, and the same could be said for their receivers so you know, you and I went through it. It was like top three receivers, top three running backs, starting quarterback, starting tight end. 49ers had three starters in their in their positions on offense. That's or was it even two? Lake because Brunskill moved to center. So it was Lake and Tomlinson and Daniel Brunskill. Mike McGlinchey. And Mike McGlinchey. That's it. <laughs> and and Brunskill moved what wasn't at his natural position because he's the fourth string center, apparently. Or I guess now the third string center because Hronis Grasu got demoted. But yeah, it was it, it was a nothing game. It really sucks because, I mean, the COVID stuff sucks because apparently Kendrick Bourne, uh, it, you know, apparently those other guys, I should say. I, so we're recording this Monday, Monday night. And the odd part about it is there was a the, the story last week was Kendrick Bourne. Um, his agent was telling people that he had a false positive. Um, and then they do contact tracing. All the guys who missed the game were the ones deemed as high risk, close contacts to Kendrick Bourne. So that's Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, um, and Bourne himself. They miss a game. The story coming out of the game is, well, there was no COVID case. All those guys were negative. There was one test that took them all out and it made the game less interesting. And, you know, if the 49ers are really, if they were in a different place, and healthier and, and maybe had more realistic shot at making the playoffs, it would be a much bigger deal. And then on Monday, Kendrick Bourne lands back on the COVID list. Um, presumably for, I mean, it, it could be a few things. I don't want to speculate because I haven't talked to anybody about it yet, but you go on the COVID list when you either test positive or some around around you has uh, a known case, I guess, and you are within close contact. So that's, Teams never say, you know, I think there's a misperception that when somebody gets placed on the COVID list, people assume that that person has COVID. That's not necessarily the case. Um, they either could have it or could have been exposed to it. But it's notable that Bourne, who was on it last week, apparently had a false positive, according to his agent, is now back on it again this week. Um, I'm not going to speculate as to why, but... You know, it's obviously very strange to see a guy land on the reserve COVID list twice in one week after getting taken off the first time. So um, we'll find out more about all that stuff as this week goes on. Um, is, there, but, is there a better summation of the 2020 49ers than guy test positive for COVID just long enough to and then have three players be high risk close contacts? They're on the COVID list just long enough to miss the game and then have the guy that originally tested positive but tested negative three times test positive again. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the the Niners season is it, it's been a complete disaster. If this was if this was a like if this was not a global pandemic where 
it was a very serious thing, it would be fine. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just a, like a, I don't want to even call it a comedy of errors, but that's sort of what it feels like at this point. Yeah. Like 2018 just, was a really bad season from an injury standpoint, right? That's when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and like Eric Armstead got hurt and a bunch of other guys got hurt. Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski Tart. Um, Akello Witherspoon, Dante Pettis. Okay. Yeah. Like there were tons of injuries throughout the entire season and that almost felt comical. Not in that, like, it's funny that these dudes are hurt. It's just like, it's always somebody. Um, Even, you know, during practice when you don't expect it. And this year just blows it completely out of the water. It's like when D Ford first got hurt, I was with Wagner at practice. And like, I just said, I just told him, I was like, have you looked at the, at the defensive line yet? Because what we do at practice is we go take attendance. It's the first thing that we do while they're stretching. So we could figure out who's missing practice, who's here and who isn't. Um, and then, you know, get content for social media to, to fire off on our IG stories and, and all that fun stuff. Right. Um, but I just had a feeling. I was like, I haven't looked at the, de- I was like, Wagner, have you looked at the defensive line today? He's like, no. It's like, oh, we should look. And then, oh, D Ford wasn't practicing. And then Robert Sala says, yeah, it's probably nothing. No, no, they're, they're not really concerned. Well, D Ford hasn't played since that was week two um, because of the back injury. It's just been this whole, this whole thing. It's like, it's, it's dizzying sometimes as somebody who has to like cover the team. You go to practice, you see guys like doing rehab from injuries and you're trying to remember who they are because like some guys are in hoods. You can't always see like who's who. And you're just like, wait, who's hurt? Who is that? You got, you're like looking through binoculars, trying to figure it out. And it's just like, it's dizzying. Like I, it's never been, this is my what eighth season covering the team. It's never been like this where it's like, I have to like wake up in the morning and like refresh in my head. Who's hurt. Who's healthy. Who's coming back. Um, you know, whenever you write about somebody, you're like, wait, what's their injury context again? Like all this stuff. It's, it's crazy, man. I know it sounds like I'm complaining. I probably am, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's just dizzying. All the injury stuff is crazy. And for there, there reached a point in like week three or four where, while I was producing, producing the radio show I produce, I don't know if I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but um, where it kind of became like, okay, I think we're overplaying this injury. And then it just never stopped. Right. It, the talk after week four was okay. They're going to start getting healthier. What's the, what's the schedule look like if they're fully healthy by week seven (laughs) and by week seven, they were worse off than they were in week four. And now we're heading into week 10 and they're worse off than they were in week seven. Right. It's, it's it's, it's unbelievable how, how bad the injury situation is. And I, and like I said, I hate to feel like we're belaboring the point, but I don't know what else there is with, with this team in regards to this year. Cause we'll talk draft. We'll talk free agency and all that. But the fact of the matter is math wise, the Niners are still in it like four and five with seven teams getting into the playoffs. I don't think they're necessarily going to make it, but like the path is there. Yeah. And it's such an, odd spot to to be in i feel like every game it's just kind of less than the game it's like okay who got hurt right and it's just been a in summation since we've kind of gotten into this roundabout way 
it's been a really weird year, and the Packers game feels irrelevant in the grand scheme of everything that's kind of gone right. on for San Francisco. Right. Um, yeah, so on Friday, I asked Kyle Shanahan, because he hasn't been asked this question yet, and it's not so much, look, sometimes like as reporters, you ask questions because you just want the answer to be out there so you can use it in stories and like fans ask questions in mailbags all the time. And so it's just like, all right, I want to, I'm going to ask this question. And sometimes you'll ask a question knowing a coach is probably not going to love the question and he might belittle you a little bit about it, which is fine. Um, so I bit the bullet on Friday and asked the question, like, do you put any of this at the feet of the the performance staff? Right. So um, that's always a question like every Tuesday when I put out a mailbag, people ask me about the performance staff, what's going on. And so I asked Shanahan and like he did the thing where it's like, OK, this is kind of a dumb question. Like it, the answer is really obvious. And I sort of thought the answer was obvious and, and he might go down that road, but it's just a bullet you have to bite sometimes. And he basically just said it's the covid season. It's like we didn't have any offseason program, so the performance staff wasn't with these guys all the time. So how are we going to blame the performance staff if guys aren't in shape um, and they're, you know, coming back from injuries and all that stuff? So he's he's just like, it's happening throughout the league. It's happening to us more than other teams. But um, he didn't at all put it at the feet of, of the training staff, which is notable. And And I think it's a worthy question because they were asked the same question after 2018 um, and they said, yeah, we're looking into it. We had way too many injuries and we're going to make some changes. And then they they basically fired their head strength and conditioning coach um, and their medical guy and then created an entirely new position, starting with Ben Peterson, who's the, the head of athlete performance or whatever his title is. Um, and so the answer was completely different this time. They're like, no, it's not the training staff. It's just the circumstances surrounding COVID and, and, um, all of that stuff and everybody's dealing with it. And we're not, we're not going to fire Ben Peterson after the season because of it, or at least that's what the indication was. Um, so anyway, I just thought that would be notable because I, I probably get asked that question now more than anything else. Like what's, what's up with the training staff? Does the training staff suck? It's like, I mean, maybe they're making some mistakes. Kyle Shanahan wasn't thr thrilled with the fact that, Ronald Blair's surgery didn't go well. And that's like, that's, that's the surgeon's fault. And, you know, I don't think that surgeon is a team employee. So it's just well, one of those situations. So. And when players can't be in the facility until late July, and then they're starting games a month later, the, the process of getting in and staying in shape is, is difficult. Like I know they gave some guys workout plans and tried to tailor those plans to what those guys had available in in their homes or wherever they were training but i mean injuries if i i feel like and i don't have any data to really support this but anecdotally anyways it feels like there's just been more kind of tweaks and and soft tissue injuries than than we've kind of seen in, in past years yeah and like a lot of them are high ankle sprains yeah. like high ankle sprains and knee sprains like there isn't a whole lot you can do um if you're a training staff maybe i don't know you know, maybe I, there's. I, I I I have a hard time putting this on on the training staff. Yeah, I I do too. But I just had to ask the question to Kyle Shanahan because I I wanted to have an answer to reference when people ask me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one I one thing I do think is interesting. Like I'm very much you know I understand 
sports science and the fact that, um, you know, football is obviously very tough on the body and fewer practices means fewer um, chances to get hurt and all that. But I also think there's something to the idea of players being calloused, you know, like after after having two weeks of two days in the summer, um, you know, some guys would break down, obviously, but guys would also just be able to, you know, maybe maybe I'm just reading into what old football people say a little too much. But like, I I do think there's something to it. Like there can't be nothing to the fact that those guys had played so much football and were so calloused that like they, they were less injury prone during the season. I I think there's something to that. And it might, it might be completely anecdotal and not backed by, you know, science at all, but it just seemed like that. It's a good time um, to to note neither Chris nor I are doctors. Yeah. But now we're we're in an era where, you know, there's less practice than ever. There's obviously fewer padded practices than ever, which is all fine. The players all bargain for that. Um and and it makes plenty of sense if you're if you're a player, but I do wonder if these guys to to the point that Shanahan's making, like you have no practice, you have no off-season program. Mm-hmm. Like this is the other side of that, right? So I don't know. I, I, I think I think 2020 just sucks, <laughs> particularly if the for, if you're the 49ers or a 49ers fan. But um, I, I think if if they can get everybody all everybody back and healthy next year, I think it'll be more like 2019. Let's uh, let's hit a quick break and then talk about the 49ers news of the day that came out Monday. OK. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I know I am. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. I'm that's not an exaggeration. It is a dizzying amount of ways to win when you go to their website at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. If you're a frequent listener to to the pod, you probably expected me to go in on those team player and coaching props and how much I love them. Not going to do it this time. You can get in on their season opener. Not that I don't still love them. They're awesome. I'm just trying to change it up a little bit. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use our promo code BlueWire 
at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, Blue Wire at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So we had some 49ers roster moves on Monday. Uh, which one, Chris, do you believe? I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. You which did not. Which one do you believe? What? Because when I went to write it, I wasn't sure which one to lead with. Richard Sherman's practice window getting open or Kendrick Bourne going back on the COVID list. Those were the two big pieces. We talked a little bit about Bourne. So let's start with Sherman having his practice window open, and I will pose you this question. Do you think this is for him to play Sunday in New Orleans, or do you think this is to get him a week of practice leading into the bye so he's ready to go in full for week 12? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's for the Rams game after the bye. I don't think it would make a ton of sense to give Richard Sherman just three practices um, to go play an AstroTurf in a game where you know he's going to be running a lot. Right. Um, and then, you know, in his first game back, I, I think you, they, they, they make the, the rules. They, they have a 21-day window, players do. When they come back, they have their practice window open off injured reserve. So that's a 21-day window. And it's 21 days by design to, you know, give give players enough time to get back in practice to feel healthy and comfortable. Um, and so if Sherman plays, you know, he practices this week, um, presumably on on Wednesday, then that would, you know, give him three practices, give him the whole buy and then give him three more practices to get ready for the Rams. Um, and I think that makes more sense. And we'll probably get an update. uh from Kyle Shanahan about that. I, I would imagine that just given what's happening with the season and the fact that you and I talk about it in the terms that we do in terms of playoffs being an extreme long shot at this point, um, they would they would be silly to rush Sherman back like that for, for the Saints game. So I would expect him to be back, the goal being uh, the following week against the Rams. Yeah, I think I think that makes the most sense. I mean... Emmanuel Mosley hasn't been awesome, but he's capable. And yeah. I, I think rushing Sherman back is is probably not great in the short or the long term. Um, Chris Finky to the practice squad, your thoughts? I think that's actually good for the Slippery Fox. <laughs> it, it clearly means that the Niners see something. I mean, they, they, they've cut him a couple times. This is his third stint with the team, but they would bring in somebody different if they didn't see some sort of value in having Finky around. And I mean, he comes from a, from a Notre Dame program. He's played in big games before. So I think he can do some stuff if he's given an opportunity. So I think it's smart to, to try and keep that guy around. The slippery Fox. What a nickname. I'm uh, like, honestly, when you first said that my goal was to go 10 seconds. <laughs> and I think I got like 16 to 18 seconds out of that. Yeah, is. you pulled you pulled some really good football speak out of that. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. A lot of cliches. Yeah. Um, shout out to Chris Finky, the wide receiver wearing number seven. Um, River Craycraft been promoted to the active roster from the practice squad. So more Craycraft, i.e. more of what we saw on Thursday. 
Um, and safety Jonathan Cyprian also added so, to the active roster because Jaquaski Tart got hurt on Thursday. And then Craycraft had to be promoted to the active roster because he's been flexed twice, which is the maximum amount of times you can be flexed, which means you come up to the active roster for a game, but then you revert back to the practice squad after the game. And with Bourne going on the COVID list, the 49ers um, need some depth at receiver. And so Craycraft has to get added to the active roster instead how, of just flexed. How about the timing of the Dante Pettis release in relation to everything that happened as soon as he was released? Just brutal. <laughs> they released Dante Pettis. Then they find out Bourne and Ayuk can't play against the Packers. And now River Craycraft has a roster spot instead of Dante Pettis. And maybe the 49ers are are happy with that because they think Craycraft might offer more right now. But a brutal sequence because Dante Pettis was a week away from from being thrust back into a contributor role where you could make a better evaluation. I know they've had plenty of time to evaluate Dante Pettis, but they probably could have used Dante Pettis last week. Catches this season... River Craycraft 2, Dante Pettis 0. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I wish Craycraft had like a cool nickname I could drop, but I don't I don't know it. His his name's Craycraft, so I don't know if he needs a nickname. Yeah, no he doesn't. That's a, it's just an like really elite name. Wait, okay. Um, when when you think of River Craycraft, what stands out to you more? The fact that his first name is River or the fact his last name is Craycraft? It's definitely the first name. Because okay. if, if his if his name was Bill Craycraft, I don't think it wouldn't even register. <laughs> Bill Craycraft would be funny to me. It's Craycraft because so many people <laughs> said said Cray Cray for so long. <laughs> Some people said it on the internet as recently as Thursday night. <laughs> uh, Bill Craycraft is like a like a legendary high school coach in the Texas Panhandle. Yeah, and his team has won 397 games in a row, but they play in such a small league that they play an eight-game schedule and they play four teams twice a year. And they're always griping to move up and and play the better teams from the bigger schools. Right, but Bill Craycraft won't do that because he did it once in 1996 and they got waxed 49 to three. Yeah, and there's not a ton of booster money. And Bill Craycraft, he doesn't want the glamorous <laughs> life of playing in Houston or Amarillo or something like that. He's right. perfectly fine in his podunk little town with his wonderful wife, who he's been married to since 1964, and coaching the kids because, you know what, Chris? On Bill Craycraft's team, they're not teammates. They're family. <laughs> yeah, he and doesn't want the... He doesn't want to be the assistant offensive line coach at the University of Houston. He wants to connect with kids by by being the head coach at a at a high school. He wants to be there at the grassroots level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has gone completely off the rails. Uh, Craycraft. Chronicles. Should we talk about Richie James for a second? Yeah, we need. You know what? We failed dramatically in not bringing up Richie James. While talking about the Packers game, because Richie James was, excuse my French, freaking awesome. <laughs> he was he was really good. And and I think the I mean, the reason why I, I don't find it to be a situation where I think Richie James is suddenly going to solve any issues the 49ers have at receiver 
I think it was just like, hey, no, Richie James is actually like pretty good when he's a featured guy in the offense. And how Kyle Shanahan does does it with receivers a lot of times is like a lot of those gadget plays are designed to go to one guy. And what I think what we learned on Thursday is Richie James can be that guy, um, particularly if a team isn't expecting it because they have no idea where the ball's going because you have nobody healthy on offense. I don't know that Richie James can be that featured guy every week. Um, But I think you learn that, you know, if you do need Richie James to do some stuff with the ball in his hands, he can do it. Um, And you can scheme him open and, and he can, he can function. And, and I mean, he's gotta be the most experienced receiver they have healthy right now. Right. Aside from Bourne. Yeah, but even Bourne's on the COVID list. Right. I mean, so he's played in 33 games in three years. Yeah, so I, I think it would be good for the 49ers to maybe try featuring Richie James in unique ways. Maybe, like, they treat Richie James like the Jamichael Hasty of receivers in that sure. Hasty, you know, Hasty has come in after halftime when the running game hasn't been great and then provided a little bit of juice. Maybe Richie James can do that to the receiving core and be like, all right, Similar to the to the Cardinals game last year, right? Like the offense was really sputtering. I think it was the second quarter. They they do a throwback screen to James and he takes it 60 yards or whatever. And then it it got Jimmy Garoppolo going. I yeah. think that's sort of Richie James, what like what he can be. And he probably does deserve more snaps and, and more targets. Um, but I, I don't I don't come away from Thursday being like, up oh, the 49ers really got something in Richie James because I think defenses could probably adjust now that they've seen Richie James have a big game, but I do think he can be sort of a change of pace receiver um, when, when you're stuck in the mud a little bit. Yeah. And that's been, I think that's been the big question with James because, okay, a couple quick numbers. He accounted for 55% of the 49ers yards on Thursday. Yeah. Not great. He had nine catches, which matched his career high for a season. And his 184 yards on Thursday night were his career high for a season, um, <laughs> which is insane. He's averaging 20 yards a catch for his career on 24 receptions. I, I I think that there's been this small faction of of people kind of pounding the table for Richie James, and this is this is just kind of what I see on the internet. And I've, I've not had a good answer when people ask why James doesn't play more. And I, I, I think it's just because that, I mean, the coaches see him and they see it on film. And if he could, if he could help their receiving core, he would, he would be in there because they need help. He's also but, been pretty banged up this year in and out of the lineup. He's had two, I think he's missed time with two different injuries. Yeah. He's only played in four games. So, yeah. Um, I, I do I do agree with you though in that he has twenty six touches in three years, and I think that yeah, he's averaging eighteen yards a touch. That's that's the kind of guy that to me, I'm not saying make him the number two or three receiver and give him seven targets a game, but I I do think that there's room maybe for more from him because he's obviously a super explosive athlete. Yeah, he, he was. He, he returns he, kicks. He returns punts. I mean, he can. He competed in in that um in that sprinting event that Marquise Goodwin won. Uh, not uh, yeah. last summer, but the summer before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like he's, he's he's really fast. He's probably one of the 49ers' two or three fastest guys. 
Yeah, and it just it, it for a for a team that does such a good job of utilizing its athletes, he's a guy I think. Like I said, I'm not saying he needs to be featured, but it, it would make sense that that he would get utilized more, and maybe he did enough Thursday to to earn himself uh, more. Yeah, they they do featured stuff for Debo, whether it's the reverses or shovel passes or whatever. Um, similar with Ayuk, I think I think you can incorporate Richie James and maybe give him some of Trent Taylor's snaps. Um, yeah, absolutely when everybody's healthy to where you can, you can make the game plan a little bit more dangerous because you do have that weapon on the field that people do need to account for. And maybe we'll see that uh, Sunday against the saints, which we'll talk about more uh, when we record next on Thursday. I think that's it. Yeah. I think we're going to get out of here now. Brandon, Ayuk, Debo Samuel and Richie James, potentially the Richie is this Richie James season. Give us a call. They're non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're getting out of here it's candlestick chronicles subscribe rate review uh really appreciate you guys listening uh, it's always awesome to hear from from everybody who does listen and, and gives us good feedback to people who give us bad feedback i get muted because my ego is fragile so uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know how chris deals with it so i don't want to speak for him on that uh, no, uh really appreciate everybody who listens and we will see you guys next For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.